new for 96 with your hosts Kevin McCauley and Chris Nguyen. Do you want me to find the AC? Yeah. It's like 55 degrees outside. Uh, open the window. Okay. It's also like a hailstorm outside. The hail can't get in. You got a screen. I don't have a screen. Screens look bad on houses. Don't put screens on. Wait, no one can see this window. Yeah, and? (sighs) I can see it. That's the point. You should care, no matter what, Mm -hmm. what people think of you, (laughs) even when they're not thinking of you. We're live, aren't we? We, maybe. (laughs) That's what the big old red light says. Oh, God. It's not just for romance. Okay, we're going to cut this out. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, sh- shall we start this? I mean, I'm so glad that the kidnapper has finally returned you so that we can start up the podcast again. It really was funny that all they wanted was not 35000 but $35. <laughs> That's what I was worth, they said. It took, you know, yeah, uh... But welcome back, Kevin. Thank you. And welcome to Boo for 96. 96. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Blew up my ears. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Let's try that again because I can't actually cut in uh, new for 96 like I have been from older episodes when we blow it out like that. Wait, you've been doing that? Yeah. Oh it's been like God. episode three for like the last seven years. <laughs> uh, okay. One more time. Gentle. Sure. Okay. Uh, welcome to another episode of Boo for 96. <laughs> that was... Ooh, that was much more pleasant. The most depressed ghost. No. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, While they were listening to this show. Boo. Boo. <laughs> oh, my God. This is episode 13. Oh, hey. It is, actually. How On thematic. a spooktacular yeah. October 31st. This is a, yeah, this is a Halloween episode. Yeah. We're recording a Halloween. Mm-hmm. It will not be released until next March. year, probably. Yeah. And we have our special guest, Blake Z. Wrong, with us. Yep. Yep. Hi, Blake. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, what listeners don't know is that we actually recorded two episodes... <laughs> Uh, in between the last one you heard and this one, and Blake Z-Rong was on both of them. However, the footage, uh, uh, Final is, not found. Final not found, uh, for various reasons, um, cannot be played, but will be available to, uh, donors of any kind who wish to pay 69 cents mm-hmm. to our patreon um just kidding we don't have a patreon uh, yet yet um but for various reasons uh the first one we had some technical difficulties it's he so weird Skyping i told in. you not to record it onto zoom format and you yes, insisted i know windows bitmap audio it's an file. obsolete it's an obsolete file i said uh, um so that first one did not turn out and then on the second one that we tried when blake was actually down here because um we down to clown down we're down to clown uh, if one might and um 
we, let's just say that we maybe got a, a bit silly. I have listened to the raw footage on that one, and it goes places. I don't uh, know if you know what the word footage means. I don't. Uh, raw dog. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyways, so um, that one requires, that would take me, we recorded for like two hours, and mm-hmm. the, like, we went everywhere, and also the audio was bad, and that my fault partially. Also, uh, we had a, an additional guest, surprise guest as well. Uh, friend of the podcast, Will Pierce, uh, was on, and so we were sharing mics, and so it was not an ideal situation but if we can if i can like do some sort of editing magic to it i will um do my best and we will post it um but uh my knowledge is so far as advanced as opening it and playing sound effects like this but don't save it in microsoft paint this time so it can only be played on the zoom that was a mistake well you, you, you learn about the software. I refuse to. <laughs> um, anyways, so how are you, Kevin? Just great. Excellent. Excellent. Um, thanks for asking. By the way, this is how <laughs> this, this is goes. our friendship. Yeah. This is yeah. our friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a one-way street. Yeah. Yeah, down a dark alley. Down. Where one might drive a car. How relevant. Yep. Let's talk about cars. No. Maybe. Um, yeah. So I think last where we left off, um, our local buffoons, mm-hmm. um, at least one, had returned from a long road trip. Uh, 5,000 miles on the dot from yeah, Houston to Rensport to back. Yeah, Rensport and back. Uh in the 911 SC, it was 5,200 miles. Uh, a lot of stops. It was like 15 days. Yep. I said it was 14, but I didn't include that it was Monday to two following Mondays. My so God. It was, it was Monday to Monday to Monday. Who counts Mondays? Mondays, uh, am I right? Not Garfield. Nope. Um, yeah, it was uh, amazing. Rensport was good. Saw a lot of friends. Drove a lot of miles. Had... A few things break on the car, but nothing catastrophic. Just mm-hmm. the heater hose. and uh, Only didn't start once. It only didn't start once. Yeah, that's pretty ideal. Which kind of jinxed me for the rest of the trip, because yeah. I was really paranoid. Like, I would do I would do stops, and of course I had to shut it off for fuel. But if yeah. I didn't have to shut it off, I would just he leave it on while I went not, to the bathroom. Uh, I was going to say, you did not pee or poop for the entire trip back. Which would have been more amazing and her- like heroic. That's true. If you had put it that way. Heroic? Not sure. I don't know. Maybe. Amazing, yes. Yeah. Respectable, definitely. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and I think we recapped it in the last episode. And a... <laughs> the one that will not be released. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, the trip, uh, or the episode prior, didn't we? No, I don't think so. I think we did. I don't think we recorded one. We yeah. Didn't, we didn't record we did. when we talked about the trip. I think we did. No think we might have oh maybe we didn't maybe it was the last episode yeah so <laughs> rewind we recorded with blake yeah the day before i left yeah oh yeah and then we recorded um three weeks later three with blake. weeks later with blake again in person when he was here when he was here I, if only there was some common factor to these unlistenable <laughs> episodes that we could detect i don't 
I don't know what it could be. It's really hard to say. <laughs> Please edit that out. No. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, Blake will have you on. We'll have better audio. Just come back from Vermont. Yep. Yep. Um, we will subsidize your trip in no way. However, you should come down anyways. We would uh, give you a free uh, Patreon uh, upper tier donation. Oh, we will donate. No, 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 no. We're not in your name. No, 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 no. To our own Patreon. Correct. Yeah. Correct. He would be in the $5 tier. Yes. Oh, top tier, I see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Then you get a tote bag. Yeah. Which is actually a plastic grocery bag. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. um, So, okay. Let's recap the trip then since... um, the only people who ever hear that episode are in this room. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Feel free to ask me anything. I've I've heard it only ten times it, over. You love talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, no. So it was an amazing trip. You rode up there with your dad, and then you rode back with Will Pierce. Yeah. Um, and uh, you did a lot of things in between. Yes. Like, um, I mean. You know, Red Sport Reunion was an amazing time. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you saw a bunch of people. You went on the Momo Rally, which was cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, and a lot of people just... There were a lot of people um, on So many that people. Event, uh, yeah. Um, I saw Brad and Lane yeah. on the Momo Rally. Yeah, from DWA. Uh, and Michael Meldrum, yep. friend from Houston out there. I saw yeah. a lot of Hill Country Rally people at Red Sport. Yep. Uh, a lot of writer friends and also Blake. Um, yep saw yeah a lot of people and i saw which i told everyone this i told i saw a 914 at the grand canyon which i later saw at Rensport. oh yeah that was and cool. this guy asked me he just came hey, out of nowhere he's like hey were you, were you at the grand canyon the other day and we we're like a thousand miles from the grand canyon yeah no that's amazing he, yeah amazing that he drove a 914 from florida from florida that's so cool that is that's amazing it is um was it do you remember what which 914 it was was it a fourteen six or it, was it? It was. I think it was just a two liter. I. I think I would have known if it was a six. Yeah, it would have looked wide. But I. So I did the parade lap. Yeah. On Laguna Seca, uh, not as fast as I would like. Yeah. But still, getting to drive down the corkscrew was really cool. Oh yeah. And uh, that car was in front of me, so I think it was just a two liter. Okay. Um. Still cool. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And it. It was like a bright color too, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was like maroon. Okay. Um, still, yeah. I love nine fourteens. Like, yeah, I'd like to have one down the line somewhere. Once I've kind of crossed a few more, a few other cars off my list, but I think a nine fourteen would be really cool. Um, and so. After Rensport Reunion, you drove down to Los Angeles. Yes. Um, describe that part of the trip. Uh, well, I was uh, driving down with Chris Perkins and Andrew from Porsche, and we were doing a a shoot. We were shooting photography, and, and Chris was writing a story about the 918 in the Panamera Turbo S Hybrid. And yeah. so we had the... Three Musketeers, yes. the 918, the Panamera, and my 911 SC. And the three of us drove them down 
Um, I mean, this is a drive you could do in like, I think four or five hours, yeah. but we, you know, we took two days to yeah. do it, do it right. Went down the coast for part of the way and then inland on amazing roads. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was pretty amazing. I got to spend a little bit of time in the 918. And that's cool. Uh, which was ruined me for yeah, other cars for the rest that, of my life. Even though the car is what, four years old now? Yeah. I mean, it debuted in 2013. 13 it went on that sale could never become old hat like it's such a special car yeah and the design still looks really yeah. ahead of its time Very I, much found, so. I, I think the worst angle since i spent two days really shooting it i think the worst angle is like high up a high not way high but like kind of high from the direct mm-hmm. front yeah uh because the the headlights look kind of like like when Milhouse takes off his glasses and he's got the little teeny <laughs> eyes, like that's how kind of the headlights look from that perspective. Every other perspective is really cool. I am a uh, short gentleman, and so I have I will never see it from that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, it's just one of those cars. Like I don't have like a strong interest in supercars, um, but that one. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool. The technology, like, just what it exudes in yeah. terms of personality and character. Like, that is one of those future classic. I mean, it's already a classic, but uh, in a way, because, I mean, it's just one of those future classics where you will look back and it, there will be no bad memory of this car. Right, um, right. Anyways. It, uh, it, the amount of technology that's packed into this car yeah. that is not that large yeah like the amount of stuff that's packed in there i mean it's it's got to be more than 10 radiators as far as total cooling devices and yeah. stuff throughout the car including ac and everything it's there's it's so dense it and is. you wonder what they did on the career gt where it was just like a big engine and a normal car around yeah. it and this is the same footprint but has there, you know power to the front wheels yeah batteries all kinds of cooling needs. Yeah. It's it's just, it's amazing. And, dr- and I have not driven a, a LaFerrari. I've not driven a P1. I definitely think that the electric-only mode on those cars is more of a party trick. Yeah. And I think on the 918, it really is like integral. Of, it's yeah. integral to the experience. The electric mode and how you can just well, drive around. It feels, it's fast. Yeah. It's front, it's all wheel drive in electric only. There's yeah. elect, there's front and rear electric motors. Yeah. It's never, you know, front wheel drive or anything only. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's quick, but it just, it's just enjoyable to at in electric only mode. And then you, you know, step on it and this V8 wakes up and it's just incredible. But yeah. that V8, like that engine, it's so peaky you they couldn't have done just that engine yeah in a car without retuning it to yeah. be less than 600 horsepower at you know nearly 9,000 rpm like yeah it's uh the electric stuff has such a purpose here yeah and it's it's just See, a really incredible integration that's just like and that's what cool i think that's what's so cool about this car is that four years later like there's just there's just so many dimensions to this car that you can still talk about it like in awe yeah. Um, and because, like, I mean, uh, probably arguable, depending on who you are, but, like, it still hasn't really been topped as far as, like, the combination goes, in my opinion. Like, uh, and plus top-mounted exhaust that shoots yeah. flames. Yeah, the, uh, the V8 is basically, uh, it's a hot V without 
a turbocharger. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so with the 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 header, the exhaust manifold fires upward and inward, mm-hmm. and uh, so to they wanted to keep the heat away from the battery, which is mm-hmm. kind of at the lower front of the of the engine block. So, uh, yeah, that's why the exhaust sticks out of the top. So. Um, two stories that yes. about this little jaunt that yes. I don't think I told you about. Yes. Um, we were at a gas station yeah. and a guy was like, I think he might've been intoxicated in some way, but yeah. he was really losing. He had driven to a gas station to fill up. What? He had driven to a gas station to fill up. Uh, no, I don't know. He was walking out of the gas stop, okay. but this guy came out of the, the convenience store Yeah. and he's like losing his mind at the car. And then he's like. The Porsches are cool, too. <laughs> he reassured us that the Porsches were cool, too, but that gray car was amazing. Yeah. Because he didn't think it was a Porsche, because yeah. why would you? Well, I mean, yeah, that's, I think the general public, if they saw that car, right. would not think it a Porsche in any way. Right. Um, and, I mean, they only made 918 of them, and there's... Yes, we had number 924 out of 18. Oh, out of amazing, yeah, 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 that's right, how that goes. It was a pre-production prototype. They yeah. still number them, they're not like Ferrari, they yeah. still number them, but the number on the back says triple zero, which is where the magazine oh. gets its namesake, from this one. Oh, okay, I had no idea. Yeah. I thought it was from those weird Ford Raptor grills, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's the quadruple zero. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. good point. It, I could check with that. It might be that. Um, and then the other thing... I know I've already forgotten it. It's okay. You're turning all my levels down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> this is... I'm being I, played I, off stage. I could see you riling up uh, with excitement. Oh, no. We, uh, we were shooting just outside of San Luis Obispo, and mm-hmm. um, I was shooting the car, and a guy went past in a new nsx yeah i was like i'm surprised that guy didn't like break or look over or whatever because he these thought cars. that like he has to justify his existence. Well, no but he did turn around he oh, turned he around and, and came and looked at the car and he actually told us he's like uh i always loved this car i loved the concept and i couldn't afford a 918 yeah but i bought an nsx because yeah. it's like you know this the spirit the closest that he could afford of this hybrid hybrid performance i guess so i've never thought about like these new hybrid performance cars as having a like it's a type of car i suppose like in that there would be like a cult around like say naturally aspirated v8s or like diesels or like some sort of like drivetrain that like inspires um enthusiasm i guess i just figured that I looked at them as more of means to an end, except for the 918. Honestly, a lot of Ferrari and the P1 also, I suppose. Um, but, like, they seem like more of means to an end in terms of performance rather than, like, a an engineering exercise of, um, like, here is pure car or whatever. But I, so, I, I think with the 918 in the P1 LaFerrari, like, it is... It is this level of performance where the electricity augments it yeah. in such a way. Like, the the coolest thing about the 918 uh, is one of the coolest things is that there's, you know, there's, like, the four modes. There's sport, there's race, there's yeah. whatever. But in race mode, the wing comes up, yeah. and it's using more gas in order to 
keep the batteries charged up. Yeah. So you always have electricity. Like, it's so cool. Like, it just... That is amazing. It's, it's not just like, oh, this is filling in. Like, there is... It is it is definitely a plus. Like, it yeah. is giant, you know, V8 power plus electricity. Yeah. Both working in tandem. And I think there's something really appealing about that. And I think also is. this is a rant. Go on. But Honda had the opportunity to be years ahead of this when they when they released the crz i'm talking the much much lower level yeah. but if they put like the rsx engine like a 200 horsepower engine in this hatchback yeah. with a hybrid system yeah they would have and, and never and done that no but, but i know what you mean been so cool to be the like ahead of the curve and just have well, that would have like, been a very expensive car i know it wouldn't back in the day no maybe no I don't the know. The CRZ was cheap and the RSX Type S was cheap. They could have combined these for less than back 28 grand. Then, like, the concept of a performance hybrid. This like, was like 2009. Yeah, but back then, the fast hybrids were like the Accord hybrid, which, like, got 28 miles per gallon combined. But I mean, they, they had any of amount it. of vision. They, they obviously, they yeah. came up with a sporty looking hybrid. The CRZ looked I really think, great. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I, if anything at all, like, that would have. That would have been the perfect. Like return to the simple high strung four cylinder. Yeah, I don't. And you can make it more high sprung because you have the the torque fill yeah, of the electric power. Maybe like because they have their hybrid systems were always parallel hybrids, so yeah. it means that like there was no electric only mode. Like they ran it, it was almost like a supercharger. Um, but it still would have been good. Yeah. I think I wish Honda instead of going like super high tech, like instead just made simple good, like like the NSX, just because the NSX, the new NSX, uh, by you know for all intents and purposes is a very good car. It's just not as good as what everyone else did with this combination of engineering. Um, but it's unique because it's one tenth the cost of. A P one. It is. Oh, what about like you know you do like when it came out because it was this is long awaited exercise, um, and then it was overshadowed by the Ford GT release. I uh, I think it was, but that's because the GT was just so exotic and I, I think in time I think but the NSX might maybe in it's just it, that no one like who do you know who is actually excited about like. Obviously, NSX owners are excited about their cars, but like outside of that, like who's excited about an NSX? I think over time, over time, I think the NSX stands alone. There's nothing else like that with hybrid power. I mean, everything else is yeah. going to get electricity, and it's the NSX is unique right now. Very expensive for what I think is not like. It doesn't I do bring think it's sense. pretty revolutionary, oh, and I, I think realize... when you look at when you look at when you look at everything. And you look at the Ford GT, and it's like it's a it's a very wild looking car with advanced aerodynamics, yeah, and a very lame engine, and it's still slower than a GT2 RS. Yes, but I mean, it has like this drama to it. It does, and it that, that it doesn't use technology in that way. I, there's just something about, for me at least, like reading about it, looking at it, seeing like uh, just. Seeing it, um, I haven't driven one. It that may change my mind. I don't know that it would necessarily. Um, the NSX. Yeah, I've driven old NSXs, um, and those aren't 
fast, but there is something about them like that just it just brings this like emotion when you're driving it um whether it's just like the view out the weird like spaceshipy like uh glass or like i don't know there's just something about it um that brings emotion and while i think the nsx the new nsx i'm sure is a good car i don't know i wonder if it's just too sterile an exercise um like there's just nothing about it that excites me at least about it just like and i mean at the end of the day like a good car is a good car if you buy it and it's a good car congratulations you bought a good car but then the other part of the existence of these cars i feel like is to be admired like whether or not you know anything about the car like i think there's just a representation of either momentum or just speed or drama or something that i don't know there's just something about the way maybe it's the way that they are marketing it but also its presence like i at the place where i get my uh my cars cleaned um they were putting ceramic on a a new nsx and i was like oh is that an nsx in their garage whatever and they're like oh yeah you can go and take a look at it and i really didn't want to but like the guy was insisting uh and on the way over like uh there was like a uh bentley uh what is the one they test drove on um top gear the um like the fat the brooklands oh yeah so the brooklands and that excited me way more than the nsx did mm-hmm. um and so like i took like a minute look at the nsx and then i like went over and looked at the brooklands because just never see those around and not that i'd ever want one um either i suppose uh mm-hmm. but um anyways i don't know that's just kind of my like very armchair take on it uh that i'm sure it's a fine automobile um there's just something about it that doesn't excite me though no i get that but um, I, you're making a good case for me really liking NSX really? right now. It Because it's an underdog? No, it, it just, it is fulfilling the exact same role that the original did in 1991 <sighs> in that it undercuts price on Ferrari, but McLaren, it, and these other cars. Do you think that it, it's competitive against those cars though? Like, I think performance wise, it's competitive against the 48. It is. What is the cost again? It's in the upper 100s, like 175-ish, I think. That's pretty high. It is pretty high, but if you looked at inflation, I think the original was like 80 to 90,000, and with inflation, it's probably equal, roughly. But I mean, those, the Ferrari, the Porsche competitors, the 4GT, they're not, they don't have the hybrid, they don't have the added... They don't, but yet somehow I think those are more desirable cars. Like um, that's not what I'm necessarily talking about. But what what I'm saying is, the original NSX kind of previewed a future of the everyday supercar that Ferrari and Lamborghini and Porsche all of, had to kind of but you know adapt they, to. They and did this in one, that jab- oh, go on. And this one is doing that. I as Ferrari and Porsche are going to go to electrification. Yeah, this is. This is immediately showing that I earlier. Guess. I if they can actually update it, unlike, which Acura never did with the first one, if they can actually keep updating it, it'd be I really incredible. It is really incredible. That it were more 
like the original exercise, the original NSX, in that it was an everyday supercar, but it was also really simple. Like, there was nothing really complex about that car. Um, and it made no pretenses other than it looked wild for the time. Um, but, like, it was an exercise it, it in... It looked... It didn't look wild. I mean, it looked like I a... think it looked wild, it... no? Like, for a car that came out in, what, 1990, uh, like... Like, especially in that price range, like, that looked wild, especially with that, like, kind of uh, two-tone look with the upper half, the dome almost, and then the long body, it was, it was kind of an everyman's, it wasn't even an everyman's Ferrari, like, it, it looked different from a Ferrari, even. I mean, proportionally, um, it was pretty similar to 348. Yeah, but it looked different somehow, it looked... It did, the long tail the long tail which was so they could fit golf bags yes yes um but there was just something about it that uh there was just something about the combination of the fact that it was an exotic body form uh but with simplistic engineering combined and i almost wish there was a way for them to have made that like if they had made say for instance um instead of going with this hybrid supercar um uh, direction they went with like say uh, i don't know like and a better frs like type of mentality where it's that doesn't sim- excite people that is like an evora yeah but then it would have also maybe cost seventy thousand instead of one hundred and seventy thousand. and mm. at that point i think if you made a good fast car i think part of the problem with the frs and why that doesn't like elicit a lot of immediate emotion from people who aren't invested in that car in particular um is because it exists in this kind of like middle place um where it is a good car it's just not like a car that people aspire to have necessarily because they they it's a slow car fast situation or a modern slow car fast situation um and i what if you made like a those are effects that we have inserted, especially for this Halloween episode. Is also get your hand off that keyboard. Slightly hurricaning outside, actually, here in Houston, Texas. Um, anyways, I'm just kind of droning on about like this is just again my armchair reaction because like I'll say that I haven't spent a lot of time looking into like the NSX, but I don't know that I have a desire to either because there's so many other cars right now that I'd rather like give my attention to. Okay. But it is so unique in that it is the only mid engine hybrid supercar is the only thing like that. It is completely unique. There's something interesting about that in a time. It, I don't know if a Japanese company would release a car in the, in the post GTR era that is about simplicity, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong in that in that category. But maybe. there's something really cool about this being post GTR, post nine ninety seven turbo, just that but just that little bit extra edge. You know, we're so used to these cars that are turbocharged, traction control, monsters, yeah. Digitally tuned, paddle shifting, extremely fast, exploiting every millisecond and this has that extra edge because of the hybrid power and the electricity yeah but still get all of that combined though i mean maybe it's the same thing like the gtr when it first came out like i thought that was it was it was rebellious and cool 
uh, in that it was an inexpensive car that could beat out cars multiple times its price. Uh, and then it became really boring um, there, because it was like the whole intent of that I car. Disagree. Really? Yeah. Uh, like there's something there's something about about the way that it takes physics and yeah. crumples them up and says but, no, no thanks. Well, yeah, and that is so impressive. Still, it's impressive, but it's also boring because okay, it's impressive on paper and it's impressive to like be in, but also like. A Well, and we're back. Uh, clink. Clink. Um, we had a little bit of a power outage there, so our previous conversation, thank God, was cut off. Uh, <laughs> and so now we're back. Um, so it is like currently, a, we're like in the middle of a very bad storm. It's the not wind, that bad. The Prius hasn't flooded yet. That tree is like swinging at double digit angles right now. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so to resume and also probably conclude yeah. where we were, sure. we're talking about the GTR. Um, oh, yeah. It's, you know what? Okay. I'll put it this way. I know it's kind of like a, like a really trite thing to comment on as far as the GTR being the too perfect computer car that like can do anything like a video game it, it like defies physics and all cool and good but this is a very objective and academic conversation we're having right now about these cars because at the end of the day like the cars that we like are flawed like the cars that you would have and what bring us personal enjoyment are these flawed cars because they push the limit of what you are capable of as a driver. Mm -hmm. And uh, whether you're good or bad, um, you ring out Still like... Has received an important update and will restart. It'll be ready again shortly. Alexa also <laughs> agrees. Wow. Or disagrees. I couldn't tell what that actually mm, meant. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Sounds like the GTR of home yeah. automation <laughs> things. Like a house is going haywire right yeah. now. Uh, after that reboot um anyways but like all of this aside like these are obviously the nsx the gtr are amazing engineering exercises as far as the pursuit of speed goes um but as far as like the driving experience that you and i value personally personally like from a subjective that's standpoint that's very irrelevant why because okay here's why because this isn't like a like we aren't reviewing it like say for instance in like say like this isn't a car review that is meant to be objective this is like a subjective like thing as far as like i'm commenting on that uh what I derive joy from. Right. Okay. What, why I'm saying that's irrelevant is because besides the Avora, which I mentioned earlier, yes. every other car on sale now, every, every, so I understand we're talking about cars of all ages, but if you're talking about performance cars of that level now, they are all post GTR cars. They are all, for lack of a better word, infected by that mindset i'm talking every ferrari now every mclaren i agree and i don't every want any of those every cars. current porsche like, performance porsche is is post gtr 
I agree. Okay. And I would so if we're also comparing say, old cars to new well, cars, then I, yeah. But then we aren't though. But like, I'm not just talking about old. Yeah. Well, you and I buy old cars. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like, okay, but even today, what you would buy in the modern sense. But all of those things that you talk that you deride in the GTR exist in a 48, exist in a yeah, 570, exist in a 911 Turbo. Uh, the 570 is cool, but I don't know that I would have one either. Okay. Like, um, like, yeah, all of these are very cool um, in terms of, like, the flash and dance of, like, new technology. It is the, the best iPhone experience that you can buy. Um, and it's neat, but... What's the car equivalent to a Samsung Galaxy? I still am under the impression <laughs> that every Samsung is free. I mean, like... Is it correct is that it every Android... if we go with, like, a performance Hyundai? Hyundai? Is every Android phone still free? Yes. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I don't know why anyone would ever purchase an Android phone. Well, you don't need to because they're yeah, free. they're all free. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, but that's just, that's the convergently way of, and we're not even that old, but like, it is kind of the convergence, like, there isn't a new car that I think I'm passionate about or would buy necessarily. Like, there are cars that are like neat and exciting and there's a lot of cool stuff happening out there. Um, What's the newest Porsche you would want? Uh, like let's say you, like say you win that's tough because know, like, let's say you get awarded some amount of money from an inheritance and it's like a hundred and fifty thousand and it's like that's you, a, and that's the will a, was like you need to buy a porsche like what would you buy that is such a that's a that's a loaded one especially if you said porsche because like we were talking about this before just prior to recording. us talking about porsches really yeah, wow weird. that's but crazy prior to recording like how like you can justify like a 20 car garage that's nothing but porsches because there's so many variations that provide varying experiences however mm -hmm. um i would probably end it with the last um hydraulic steering porsche which would be the 9972 uh, but would you get a GT3? Would you get a? Uh, let's say prices. Let's say prices an object. Okay, yeah. but see. Okay, no, yeah. no, I know. Yeah, of course. Yes, I would have a GT3. I might even go GT2, even though I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, why would you go GT2? I don't know because why not? Money's no object. Might but well the, like, I feel like the GT2 experience is worse because you've got turbocharging <laughs> to interfere with that like linear it. throttle. As I, I asterisk, uh, it isn't the car for me, but I probably have that too. Why not? Um, why not fill the stable? But it would be GT3, GT3 okay. RS. Um, but, yeah, that'd be, like, probably the last one. That would be one. a good choice. That would be a good choice. Yeah. Like, um, and then everything else above that, I mean, like, I think new 911s are, can be interesting. I'm fascinated. I'll read up on them. I think that they are interesting. I don't know that I aspire to have any of them. Um, Ooh, I'm, what about a GT4? Ooh, I've driven many, many, many 981 variants and 718 variants that I actually personally enjoyed. Um, and I thought like the upgraded power steering system was um, a market improvement over the 981s. And I'm not bothered by the exhaust on those, but that's taking out of the context if I ignored that flat, like flat sixes were ever used in Porsches, um, because it's a good car, but it's a different car. I didn't car. ask if you would get a 718 because no one Fine. would do that. Fine, but a GT4, yeah, actually, I think it's really special. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I guess that would, if you were to say, 
if you were to ask like what the newest Porsche would be, it might be that. I mean, yeah. Then we veer into the fact that I'd probably get a 918, like if money were no object as well. Oh, yeah, I guess so. You know, we were talking about Porsches we saw trendling about in the rain earlier when they were off air. See, we're talking about Porsches we saw in the rain today. Oh, yeah. I saw that 356. You did. I saw a 987 Boxster Spider. Oh, really? Yeah. There's one in Oak Forest, and I've seen it a half dozen times. I saw it today in the rain with that top on. Oh, okay. It was how did, white. How did it look? It looked very good. I love yeah, those cars. I do as well. Um, cool. Those look really good. I have a client who has a uh, a nine eight one. Ooh, spider. Um, I am okay. They're so cool. Yeah. Um, the, it it's okay. Oh like, no! Here's the thing. Yes. So you know how sometimes we go to those get-togethers, and you know how a lot of the GT4 people kind of ruin the GT4. Mm-hmm. Uh, I with, agree. Yeah. We know one person that's very cool has a GT4. <laughs> Everyone else that I've seen with a GT4, not Derek decidedly, Powell, decidedly less cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh him too. Yeah. Uh, the Speedster is like that car without the pretension. Yeah. Without the pretense. Okay. Sorry, that's the noun of that. Yes. The Speedster is that car without that. It's it the speed the Boxer Spider. I keep saying Speedster. Yeah. The Boxer Spider is so cool. It's a lot of that. Stuff I don't know how much is exactly that, but it's that engine. I agree. I think it kit. is cool. Uh, I I mean I think it's a I think it's a neat. I don't know that it's worth the uh, current holding values they have because I think I what are the values? I think they're still up at like 100? close to a hundred. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's what they were new, right? Yeah, they're they're. I think they exist as one of those like yet to depreciate cars currently. Oh. Um, and I, there are other cars I think I'd rather have than that one, but it is a neat exercise. Yeah. Um, and that house that um or that client that has that uh spider um. I he so the house that I'm helping to work with they are building like a display garage. Um, oh yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this, uh, and so that'll be the car in the jewel box uh, for the display. Um, well, have him call me up if he needs a real Porsche. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was about to say like I was really disappointed because I like I was brought on um, as so the I probably shouldn't even go this far because now it's being put out literally to, no one's uh, listening no but uh, he was uh stated as a porsche collector which he is he has several i will just say that the collection is perhaps not uh, the direction that i would head in how many of them are suvs <laughs> at least one okay yeah and i would say that none of them would be uh none are old so i'll just put it that way so it is a modern Porsche collection, and kudos to him for his passion on that. Um, but I think we see um, different perspectives of the enthusiasm. Yes. Um, yes. Anyways, um, let's move on. To uh, what? It's hard to say. Well, okay. Um, How's your cars? My cars, yeah. Um... So I, we just, we, you, me, and Blake took a road trip recently, a small road trip to Austin to mm-hmm. go to Coda um, for F1. And I got to drive the Celsius. You got to drive the Celsius. You didn't kill us, um, mostly. Mm. Uh, that was an interesting, pro- that was a, that was a good learning curve, I gotta say. Like, that you got in and you did not, like, ride the center line as much as I thought you might. 
Um, and yeah, it was a challenge to stay in the proper side of the lane. Yes. But um, luckily, is, Highway 71 is so easy. It was yeah. nice. And then once we got to Austin, I was like, here, you drive. Yeah. But you got some reprieve and you got to I do did. some work. I never sat in the back seats where like the seats reclined and massage in the back. Oh, yeah. And I've never sat in the back seat. Yeah. Um, only in parking lots. Only in parking lots. Yeah. Um, and uh, I actually, I understand now like the apprehension. So when I was test driving right-hand drive cars, the dealers um, would always ask if I've ever driven one before. And I really never thought it was a big deal. I was like, no. Yeah, I, I mean, but either. whatever. It's like, you just, it's the same, but opposite. Uh, but now I understand like the apprehension uh, because I remember when I finally had this car all to myself and I was driving it for the first times, like realizing, just being very self-aware. Yeah. Being very self-aware of the fact that there are a lot of sensory things that are no longer valid. Um, but so we took that car up and um, it managed well. I washed it like three times. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so like messy up there. And we saw a lot of car folk and I wanted to make the car presentable, uh, mm-hmm. which it never ended up being because it was just wet and rainy the whole weekend. Did anyone check it out at, at when we were at um, the Pearl? Oh, the, the Jalopnik thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, we were in the parking lot for a little while, and people mm-hmm. were inquisitive. Might have left a little before bit. that. Um, less, yeah. uh, oh, maybe. No, I think uh, Blake and I had gone out to the parking lot, but the car we did that see that Honda Beat. I was going to say the oh, car we that a, took we more post, attention was that Beat. We got to yeah. post that Beat to the oh Instagram. yeah, the Beat was really cool. It was um, so cool. Yeah, and, and we was super all nice sat in it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we all sat, all three of us sat in this, like, key car. I'm not quite sure how, and I'm sure the owner was cringing as Blake sat, uh, in, on top of the center console, somehow over or on the shifter. It's hard to say. Better on the shifter (laughs) than me. (laughs) Anyways, um, (laughs) so when I got the car, uh, so we got back to Houston, um, I, it occurred to me that I had never had the fluids changed. I'd had like, I've already had like two oil changes um, on this Did thing. you just say oil change? Uh, I guess I'm from Texas. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, the I car. I wouldn't have known it. Yes. Um, you were, are you referring to the ethnicity of my family? Never. Well, never. Um, so... Uh, got it back. Um, it's a 25-year-old car with likely original fluids in it, and I'd gotten. Just, what about your timing belt? Have not done the timing belt, which okay. is um, one of those things. So I actually went through this week. I was just thinking about it, and um, I've been really anxious about like a lot of things, including this stupid like search for an air cooled, which has been the most frustrating thing in the world. And I needed a break, and so I was just thinking about the Celsius, and I ended up taking it in to get like all fluids changed. So they did transmission, transmission, power steering, brake, uh, coolant, uh, differential. Uh, it was like the whole shebang. Uh, not inexpensive, um, and I was thinking like, oh, you know, transmission shifted maybe like a slight bit hard. I was like, oh, maybe this will help smoothen it out and. 
Um, I was having like a coolant light thing, even though the coolant level was mostly like always fine. Uh, anyways, what is coolant? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you look under the hood of your hybrid electric automobile, the Prius? I'm afraid it if I uses, open the hood, I will get an electric shock. If so you open the, the hood, it will void the warranty, as all Prius owners are warned. I told you about the time that I thought I had a check engine light, and it was actually the tire pressure light. <laughs> And Kevin, I took it to AutoZone and Kevin has never, the code. never owned a car with TPMS and I it has al- alarmed him. I have owned a car with TPMS. <laughs> the Z? Yeah, the Z. Oh. The Z actually told you the tire pressure of every corner. Wait, really? Yeah. What year was it? Oh, 05. What the fuck? Yeah, they've been holding out on you with technology. Because, like, it wasn't until I got the Cayman where I had, like, the actual uh, tire pressure readouts. And right. I thought it was so stupid it's, because it's so easy. Yeah. The um, the Mini only has, like, an alert if something... Also, by the way, I think I told you two months ago, I had them change the bulbs at the dealer to fix whatever bulb was out. And then, like, literally the next day, another the bulb went out on the Mini. Okay. Another bulb went out. Because it's British, technically German. Like, when one bulb goes out, does the they car all go, just... It's a Christmas tree. Yeah, it's all tree. a circuit. Yeah. So the whole car stops We're gonna working. We're going to put the car on the Christmas tree yeah. with the lights. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I get all the fluids changed on the car, and it drives no different. Like... Uh, or no differently. Peace uh, of mind. Peace of mind. That's what the guy told me as he, like, gave me... Like the very large bill because yeah. I had like a whole bunch of things also. Just uh, basically, I did. I would what love to do all of do? this myself, but like I just don't have the time or the space to do this in. What else did you do, and what would you really do yourself? I don't know. Okay. Um, it, basically a like thorough um tune tune up of sorts. Um, all except for the one piece of semi-deferred maintenance would be the timing belt, which is sort of... You should do that timing belt. I know. Oh my God, it's $1,200. Mm. And like right now in this car, I have spent probably 45% of the car's purchase price on maintenance. And that's just to really make it perfect. So, because I do that with every stupid car. I just, I can't yeah. help it. Like, what are you doing to make the BMW perfect? <sighs> Um, well, since... Are you still looking for parts on eBay to, like, sport seats and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I'm still looking for all of the sport package conversion parts. Um, so I have a lot of... I, the car is up to date with everything. There are no issues with the car, but, like, uh, Bavarian Machine did give me that, like... Five grand uh Yeah, it was, like, a thick... Like, because I did had a post-purchase inspection, and they were like, okay, so here are all the things that will probably go wrong with the car, things that are new... Um, and I was like, but thank you. This is basically a maintenance workbook. Well, I, think, I think I told you when I was in, I was in Los Angeles with my 911 and I got the oil changed at mm-hmm. Mistress LA in mm-hmm. Venice, which is a, a great place. Yeah. Once I dropped Derek Powell's name, they yeah. really <laughs> loved me. Yeah. Uh, the guy there, I think his name was Chris. Yeah. Extremely nice guy. Okay. Uh, you know, Chris was the only person, well, so Chris drove the car to change the oil. Yeah. Andrew drove the car. Yeah. To uh, Andrew from Porsche drove the car while I was driving the 918. Yeah. No one else drove the car to the entire 5,000 miles. That's amazing. Anyway, Chris. Chris you were with like so many people. No, yeah. wait. Chris Perkins drove it, didn't he? Didn't he? He did. Oh, right. Yeah. You were talking Perkins, about Chris Perkins. Chris, no, no, no. Actually, I'm talking about Chris from Mistress. Oh. Chris from Mistress. Anyway, he gave me a list that was probably probably 10,000 <laughs> of like we were changing the oil and we noticed these were other things one of them head studs no 
chain tensioners, which no. I think you've already had done. I've already, I've got Carrera tensioners. Okay, okay. Um, it was like leaking head gaskets, oh, okay. uh, brake fluid urgent, which is weird because I just did that last year, but um, I mean, yeah. which I know you need to do annually, but it, I wouldn't know if it's urgent. I'm going to have that done. I'm soon. glad that he was like urgent, but they're like, okay. And then you took like a 2000 mile road trip home anyway. No, I, I couldn't, I couldn't like logistically. I was like, the brakes feel fine. And I can't logistically, yeah. I couldn't go and do the brake fluid. Yeah. But he said that the valve leaking was urgent because it's leaking on the exhaust headers. And also there's a uh, rear main seal leak. Oh, what a fire could break yeah. out. That's it. The rear main seal leak is less urgent because it's not leaching on exhaust. Oh no! Like when you have, do you think you'll have like a while you're in there situation when you address that? If you ever address that, I don't know. Because, <laughs> anyways, uh, well, you do have that like first to second synchro, which is like it's. I think that's normal. I that's don't a think that's normal. I that's don't think that's normal. That's nine fifteen. I think it's a worn synchro. No, that's nine fifteen. <laughs> I told you, Andrew. I told you, Andrew from Porsche. He drove it extensively, and he's like. Yeah, your problem with the transmission. Uh, I'm like, uh huh. And he goes, "Is fourth." And I was like, "What? What? Oh yeah. no!" <laughs> yeah. He said, "He said that he's like, yeah. Whenever I would shift from fifth to fourth, I would always be like, oh, is, this is kind of vague. Am I going to second or is this fourth?" And I was like, "Whoa!" And he has a car with a 915. Okay. Well, first to second, that's normal. I don't know, but it's um, normal. <laughs> Buy one and then you deal with it. I've had like whenever I have like PPI shop, like yeah, you're freaking want to come to a stop before like you put it in first. That's uh, every one of these. Oh the transmission God. hates people. It does apparently. Um, it's like BMW with its customers. Yeah, it hates its customers. It really, really does. BMW does hate its customers. I know. Did you see that X7? Yeah, I did. Man, that's great. That is, yeah, that is a real, like, here you go, you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your giant ass grill. Yeah. Giant ass dash grill. I got it. it does I got it. I got like it. A rear end. Um, anyways, uh, um, yes. Uh, Should we look at some literature? <laughs> I guess. Okay. All right. What you is got? this going to be in the unlistenable stack along with the other ones? With uh, the- probably. Like, well, we well, got a lot of toss-out episodes. Blake? Not toss-out. We enjoy all of our guests who have appeared on the show but have not, unfortunately, been published due to unforeseen reasons. Okay, let's go. Ugh. Kevin is reaching into his large fanny pack. Yes. Let's move that hoagie. Um, I have a Mercedes brochure. Oh, I see. The Mercedes-Benz SLR McLaren. Oh, why is that such an unimpressive size? It's. I think it's like a teaser. I don't think it was for prospective customers. I okay. think it was for pieces of shit like me. Okay. That's some Photoshop. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, just turn to the page where there's like the long nostril The airbox. That's the only one that matters. Yeah, yes. they've got the doors open. Ooh, look at this arrow flow. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay, so what it's do they have as far as type? It's all... Do you know what their typeface is? I don't. I used to think it was. I used to think it was Philosophia, but I don't really? think that is. No, I'm pretty sure it's. It's Garamond, isn't it? It's very condensed. Oh, is it? Wait, let me see. Yes. Show me. Oh, hmm. Yeah, you're right. Not a lot of condensed serifs. Boy, they stick to the serif. So serif, of course, being like uh, typefaces with feet. So like. 
Times New Roman, if you will. Oh, and I will. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, oh, there it is. There's the airbox. There's the it's airbox. so cool. We're going to describe it in this uh, audio medium, but it's like the airbox six in front of the engine, and then the Mercedes three-pointed star is part of the nostril to yeah. this airbox. I have extremely cool. to say one thing that the interior is amazing. The interior has not aged well. God damn it! Give me that it is really bad. It, okay, it's not great, but no. it's so cool. It's like optimistic of that era of Mercedes interior design, but like optimistic in the wrong way. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, um, but it was that carbon. Carbon monocoque and somehow weighed four thousand pounds. That's amazing. Uh, Thirty-eight hundred. It's fine. All I can think of are like the replica wheels that people put on. Like I think the last one I saw was on an uh, first-gen ML. It had like sixteen-inch versions of those SLR wheels. Those were the concept car wheels. Yeah, well, those they, were never even on the production. Oh, one. fine, fine, fine. Maybe they were. Anyways, maybe they were. I think they were an option. Maybe. Uh, maybe they were an option. I liked. I mean, the turbines were fine, but. Um, they're also just okay. Anyways. What right. did you bring? Well. Oh, no. It's going to be another goddamn sob brochure. Here, you open it. What is it? Something Volkswagen. Oh, my God. I'm hitting the thing. Please, Jesus. The 2009 GTI and GLI? What the fuck? It's a Mark V. It's a Mark I do like the Mark V. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, the Futura is amazing. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much just talk about typefaces, and this one knocks it out of the park. This is, look at this. This is more prestigious a size brochure than your SLR. It that was like a teaser. Twice the size. This, that was a teaser. And the photography is better. The photography is really good. And the typeface is really good. Yeah. Oh, and then the Serif. This was during the DOS Auto years um, when they had uh v-dub as a tagline this was crispin porta bagasco yeah 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 i remember yeah, what did they have now they did they drop them like oh a long they, time ago what did what is crispin porter doing oh i don't know that they have a car i think but i don't remember so crispin porta bagasco is an ad agency so kevin and i used to both be in advertising and um um Christian Porter did a lot of the famous Porsche ads from like the turn of the nineties, I wanna say, like eighties uh, to nineties. I don't know if that's true. I think they did. But they're most well known for their mini work. So they did yeah. the I think they did people. I think they did I think they did um nine six four era Porsche stuff. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, that would have been I've never really, seen like a documentary about that. They would have been like a young agency at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they um, were. That was one of their first big accounts. Yeah. And, and then they did mini oh. Wait, which one is this? Is this a... What is this like? Why don't you bang on the mic a couple I don't know, because I'm so like, excited about this. Look at this GLI. What is this front fascia? I've never seen that before. Yeah, I've, I've never seen that before. Wow, it's so weird. It has That's like the this... E46 Jetta. <laughs> you, I'm surprised that you didn't say LCI, because I actually don't... I'm not familiar enough with familiar enough with the Mark V to know. Well, I'm not familiar with the Jettas. Yeah, but it was the same. Well, it wasn't the same, but... I don't know. GLI was a weird proposition, wasn't it? Like, just kind of, like, people who chose a GLI over a GTI, like a five-door. Right. Like, I don't... The person who's enthusiastic enough to buy a performance variant, but then bought the big, heavy, not as okay. enjoyable Yeah. What is, what is that Serif typeface? That's what I asked you. That's why you oh hate the Oh, my God. Futura? No, the Serif. Oh, oh, Serif. Dear Lord. Uh, Obviously, the rest is... Futura. 
I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Myriad? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, anyways. Um, but if, if you, like, if people are interested, you should look up ad agencies, uh, as far as the ones you've had car companies, uh, they're, yeah, Chris Reporter did amazing stuff with Mini. They did. Uh, Like, the Mini, you know, we're talking 2002 to 2006, like, the the, the launch of the Mini brand in the U.S. Yeah. They did amazing stuff. Copywriting partner that I worked with. And did the, um, the good stuff there. Yeah. And they left, and I, um, Goodby Silverstein Partners just picked up a car and I forget which one but they're the got milk agency oh, wow. um and nike um but uh i just read this because i still like subscribe to the ad age um emails um anyways um but yeah this is good stuff and fallon by the way because i think we both enjoyed the ultimate driving machine stuff. Um, Fallon, I've worked with Fallon on emojis. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't longer. They don't. They no longer have BMW, but uh, that went to GSD and M, which I won't say things, but that then left to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I worked with a, a copywriting partner of mine. Um, went off to work at Crispin to do some mini stuff. Oh, that's well. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. She was. One of the funniest copywriters Wait, I'd ever worked with. You worked with her, and then she went and worked on a mini after? Yes. What was this, like 2004? Yeah, about that era. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How old are you? Oh, my God. This, like, I was a baby genius. I Because I was then. still in college when they did, when the, when the, the, when Crispin Porter had the Mark V campaign. I graduated in 2004. Lots of silence. What is it? You're doing some weird mental math. You're like the meme with the lady in the uh, mathematic flying, mathematics flying around her head. Wow, this is good How is this mind-blowing? Because you're only like, you're two years younger than me? Something like that? Two to seven. You're 24? Yep. Yep. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, so that was about the era <laughs> that the agency... Anyways, whatever. Good stuff. Great audio. This yeah. is great. This is terrible talk. Um, okay. Uh, well, checking timer. We are at the hour mark. I think that might be what one refers to oh, as God. a podcast. Okay. Um, thanks for listening. Kevin, thank you. Carry thank us you. out. Uh, thank you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Please cut all this out. Okay. All right. We're done here. I can only amplify it. Okay. Outro S. Boo for 96. Boo for 96. Contact us at... Oh, God. That's what, I have to, that's what you're asking for. This is the only thing you no have to do. No one's going to email us. No one's going to email us. Well, I'll tell them to go to our Instagram at boo for 96 at Instagram. I haven't updated in a while. Yep. We're kind of... Yeah. Anyways, yeah. thanks for listening. Goodbye. It's all my captors. Oh, my God. Fuck off. Yeah. Take him back, please. <laughs> Keep the $35. All right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.